Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries, and alongside us, I've got Glenn, Mr. Six Figure Homes. We call him Six Figure Homes because he's the highest earning personal trainer in the world. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely smashing it, making a fortune personal training, training some of the biggest celebrities in Hollywood, musicians, actors, everyone, you, you name it, he's training them. Glenn, how's it going, my friend? That was a hell friend? of an intro, right That there. was a good intro. How's it going, mate? It was going good until a couple hours ago when you decided to beat the shit out of me in the gym. Yeah, now I'm sore and beat up. We done some shoulder and body spawn in boxing burn. I just, I don't know, let them know who the, who the champ was. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who I am, like I said, my name's Tony Jeffries. I'm a, an Olympic bronze medalist from the 2008 Beijing Games, seven times national champion, European champion, uh, former undefeated professional fighter in ten pro fights. I retired due to hand injuries. Moved to California. Moved to Santa Monica, where now I co-own to boxing fitness gyms called Box and Burn, named number one gym in California as well, uh, and an education program called the Box and Burn Academy where we teach trainers, fitness enthusiasts, how to teach boxing. On this episode today, we do kind of like a Q&A, would you say? Yeah, that's the main thing. We, we took a bunch of questions off people that listen on Instagram, so we answer uh, listener questions. It was always fun getting them because... Yeah, it leads into a bunch of different stuff. We had a ton of questions, mostly boxing related. So we talked about the here Bellew fight. That's it's it's half been announced. It said it's it's been. It's not hundred percent confirmed yet. Yeah, but we talked about that. If then, that happens, it'll be huge. Then we talked about the Rio Ferdinand announcing his professional uh, deal. Now he's turning pro. He's just signed yeah. professional at thirty-eight years old. Too. Thirty-eight years old turning pro. A lot of opinions on that. Yeah. Amateur and pro judging. We get pretty deep into this because after the Canelo Triple G fight, there was so much controversy over the decision. We, uh, something needs to change. Something needs to change. I give my opinion how judging needs to be right now. Even though we've got that many dinosaurs, that much politics in boxing, I don't think it'll ever happen. But I give my opinion on that. Yeah. And we get into that. It's funny because Glenn kind of disagrees with us on that as well. Yeah. Uh, we we broke down the Triple G Canelo fight a little bit as well yeah because I'm one of three people in the entire world that thought Canelo just nicked it but <laughs> so I explained why that why that and then yeah the, the judging thing's interesting I love yeah. talking about stuff I give advice to novice boxers on the training what they need to do to really progress and be a successful boxer not just novice boxers but people who's looking into boxing yeah. to start boxing what you need to do to be successful, the number one thing, I talk about that. We kind of break down the Lomachenko versus Rigondo fight. Yep. Is Mayweather McGregor and now this Rio Ferdinand thing tarnishing boxing? A lot of people are really thinking that it is. It's not doing good for boxing. We get into that. The mindset of a fighter leading up to a fight. This is the first time in all my years I've done media, which has been like the last 10 years or so, uh, since before the Olympic Games I qualified for the Olympics in 2007 it's the first time I've really talked about my real mindset that I've had going into a fight and, and, and I'm talking a little bit of detail about yeah. how your mind is everything and, and what you've got how you got to think so I think that was interesting that was a question that we got yeah you were loving that I, I was I was I've just wrote a blog about it for the boxing news then we bre- well I don't know if this is in the order that, that we're doing this I don't think it is if you want to know which order we're doing this, if you want to skip to skip to one of these topics, you can just look in the description of the podcast 
and then you will you will see what part of the podcast we're talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah, if you go into the show notes, everything will be separated by time. So if there's any of these specific topics you want to jump right up to, yeah, the times that we talk about those will be in the show notes. We talk about on reward retiring. It's random that big random big shock, shock yeah. to the boxing yeah. community, and then we got asked the question: uh, if someone is trying to discourage you because you've never boxed before, but you're trying to teach boxing. What would you say to them? Right. Apart from, you cheeky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we talk about all sorts, guys. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. This is episode 70. To get the full show notes, go to boxerlifepodcast.com forward slash 70. The show notes will be on there. Uh, so yeah, enjoy this podcast with me, Tony Jeffries, and Glenn Six Figure Holmes. Party people in the place to be. Uh-huh. It's about that time. For us to Glenn, you are so jealous of me right now. I know you are. Go on. I know you are. Why? Because I'm verified on Instagram. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, I've just been verified on Instagram, which means I get the little blue tick <laughs> right next to me. Why are you sighing, man? Because I've not heard about anything else all week from you other than, have you seen I'm verified? Have you seen I'm verified? Got a little blue tick, got a little blue tick. Me, you, I'm, I was initially excited for you, but now I'm just like, all right, whatever. Because so that's Glenn, what we've talked about for Glenn's a week. asking me, comment on me pictures, because now you've got a tick and all that, it looks really legit, and now you've got, I've got legit people commenting on me shit. So, you know, yeah, I'm verified on Twitter. Not a big, uh, Instagram, not a big deal. I'm verified on Twitter and Facebook as well. Not a big deal. I'm so, just famous as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's explain how you got the... Uh, the verified... You just have to get a certain amount of followers or what? No, that's what... I initially thought, and like I said, I'm verified on Twitter and on Facebook as well. Uh, all Olympians I noticed have been verified on Instagram, apart from me. <laughs> no, I think it's from, because uh, Instagram wasn't even out when I was in the Olympics in 2008. Yeah. I think it came out in 2009, 2010. And then the verifications never came out in like 2012, 2013. And then every Olympian, boxer, like, that went to the 2012 Olympics, they got the verification tick, and then they, they did in the 2016, so I was like, shit, I want one. Yeah. Just for me ego, yeah. just to make me feel good. <laughs> so anyway, I messaged a few people who, who I know who does promotions and management and that, and now I have, and now I've got that tick, and now my life will never be the same again. Are you going to get that blue tick tattooed on your arm? I should. Because <laughs> you love it so much. <laughs> I suppose it, no, it does. It does make a difference. Though. Like, I think it makes a difference with companies as well. You know, like how companies can get verified. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like there'll be a, a good, a decent company that I'll be searching for on, on Instagram or whatever. And there's a couple of like fake pages. Right. As soon as you see that blue tick, like, oh, that's, it that's makes the it more, more legitimate. So I'm yeah, and, like fan pages and stuff like filters all that out. Yeah. I'm trying to get Box and Burn verified as well. So hopefully we'll get that done and make that look, look a little bit more legit. Yeah. Mate, everything's happening in the boxing world right now. There's a lot going on. There's Blowing a up. lot going on, I know. And I, I thought it would be a quiet time now after the Mayweather-McGregor thing, but it's, I know. it's kind of gone the other way, hasn't it? Well, with the controversy of the uh, of the fight with Triple G and Canelo, mm. that's got everyone talking, you yeah. know? And I know that you thought Canelo won that fight. Yeah, I'm in the minority of probably like three people in the world who think that he won. Yeah, uh, I mean, I thought it was a very close fight. I didn't think Canelo won. I thought Triple G just got it. But some people are like, I don't know what the American commentators were seeing over here, but some think people thought Triple G won just about every round. But with all that said, I think the the big 
thing is why people's pissed off so much was that scorecard. That's the only reason that anyone's pissed off is because of the scorecard. If that scorecard had Canelo winning by one or two rounds, which I thought was probably more realistic, then I don't think anybody would be talking about anything controversial. Well, if Canelo won, they would be talking about controversial. Cause well, he got, it was a draw. So are we going to get into the fight then and go into it for a, a little bit? Because we haven't really... We, we previewed it, but we haven't really given any follow-up or feedback on it. Yeah, I mean, I thought the fight was... I don't want to get into it like too no, much because too much. we've got a lot to get through, but... Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the fight. The it was a good out. fight, and I really hope that there's a rematch because, uh, I mean, it was it was a great fight. And great it's a, fight. And it's a shame that we're not talking about how great the fight was. And we're that's talking. all I wanted to focus on. Any, any conversations I've had all week in the gym with people... Oh, what do you think of that scorecard? What do you think of right. Oscar Hoyer and HBO's commentary and all that? I was like, let's just talk about the actual fight. Yeah. Because I don't think Triple G got his timing or his range or his rhythm down all night. And I think the reason for that was because Canelo boxed out of his skin and, and kept him from being able to plant his feet and let his shots go. Yeah. And to me, he, he outboxed him. The first four rounds, he just moved. Like, I've never seen Canelo move before, just circling and movement all the all four rounds. I didn't expect him to do that, and he did that, and Triple G couldn't get well, anywhere I near the tri- him. Triple G, I mean, Canelo did win the first three rounds. I, th- I, give him, I think I give him uh, four out of the first five, and mm. then Triple G got on top and all that. Yeah, but, and, and, but, but the reason why Triple G started coming to the fight is because Canelo did what he always tends to do. There's a pattern to his fights. He starts out strong, he takes off the mid-rounds, he kind of disappears for a little bit, and, and some opponents start up in the game during that that part of the fight which I felt happened but the the reason why I still feel he won some of those mid rounds too is because even though he was on the ropes in them rounds not moving as much he never really got hurt or caught the only real shot that he got caught with when he was on the ropes was that that, that right hand over the top no, well, of the hook there's a few right hands that was catching him and and but nothing so nothing to hurt him we, we got into this after the fight because we were talking about how scoring should be and Glenn said a point it was a good point that different judges score things differently. Yeah. Where I said that's bullshit. All judges should score the fight the same way, yeah. and it should be the same way as the public score the fights. Well, we're the, going to get into that, aren't we? In a little bit about the judging. The the the. Yeah. I just wanted to give my like thoughts on why I think Canelo won the fight. Yeah, first. Was, yeah, and the bullshit. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no. So I think he finished the, the the last two rounds a lot stronger too. He came on strong the last two rounds, and I think he won them. So with the uh, with the the, the scoring, the, it's got to be the same. Everyone's got to be on the same page because uh, it's it's funny how 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 the fuck, how can that judge have it so yeah clear, that that margin so big? And this is what I think should happen. I think. If a scorecard is like that, what was the what was the score? It was one eighteen, one ten. She give triple G Which two is 10-2, rounds, right? Well, she give triple G two rounds, and one other judge had triple G winning by like three or four rounds. I think it was right. I think the triple G scorecard was one fifteen, one thirteen. So that's seven five. So the the difference in that is massive. Now, some officials should sit down with this. Uh, what's her name? Adelaide Bird. Adelaide Bird. Adelaide fucking Bird. <laughs> they should sit down with her, watch the fight over again from the angle that she's seen it, and she should explain how she scored the fights from that. Right now, if so, the you're fi- saying they have like a camera in front of them that, that well, videos the fight from exactly where they're looking at it. Well, they've got they've got the footage from from that angle anyway, not not from exactly under the ring, but from that angle, so mm. you'd be able to see it. And 
I think they should have five officials there. All five of them should sit with her. And if two of them or more doesn't agree with what she's saying, she shouldn't be able to fight again. Like, because that's ridiculous. You hear him so? Yeah, it's like a little buzzing. I really think that's what needs to happen to to, to make sure these judges' palms are not getting greased. Because at the minute, everyone thinks that Oscar De La Hoya's been given a grease in her palms. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> Whether that happened or not, we, we we're never going to know, are we? Well, that's never, that's we, never going to happen. It'll never we, come out, but but still, we, we think that everyone thinks that because the score. Like, why else would she score that? So people need to sit down with her, talk about the scoring, and she needs to explain herself. And by the sounds of it, she, well, obviously she's not a good judge. Yeah, the thing is, she she because um, no one else in the world scored like that. She's been judging fights for years. She's got experience, right? Um, the, so if you look at it, if if you look at the actual system, right, the judges are judging a fight, a pro fight on effective aggression, effective aggression, right, ring generalship, defense, and then clean hard punches. So there's four factors that they have yeah. to look for in in the fight. If you look at effective aggression, right, how effective was Triple G's aggression? And this is what I put on my Instagram. Don't think he was effective with his aggression at any point in the fight. And there's not one point where it looked like he hurt Canelo or or, or backed him up or like had Canelo in any trouble whatsoever. On the flip side of that, there was several body shots, and we, I was sat next to you when we watched the fight, and we were like, "Oh, body shot! Oh, good From body Canelo shot!" To, to and, the, and and this is what I'm saying: some people won't see those body shots because the fighter's back might be to him. Or uh, casual fans on TV don't see the body shots like that. They're looking for like their heads getting snapped snap back. And then listen to so the commentary as well, which is the big thing. Yeah, exactly. We'll get to that as well. But like when Triple G's getting close, Canelo's backhand uppercut see, to, I, the, to I, the, I didn't want to right in the middle. It was landing, left up to the body was landing. And you could see Triple G take a back step, take a big deep breath in. He was feeling the shots. I didn't want to talk about this too much because I need to watch the fight again because... To, to, to really judge it. We were watching it on a laptop, you know, so it was it was tough to really see it. On the ring generalship, the second one, Canelo was was elusive on defence. Triple G couldn't really land on him. Slipping off that right hand. He did land on him. But, and, and then with aggression, see, like I say, I'll have to watch the fight again, but what, 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 either way, the judging was absolutely ridiculous. That one judge was absolutely ridiculous because... That, that stupid woman uh, <laughs> like that. Uh, so I've been putting on my Instagram as well now I'm verified did I tell you I'm verified? yeah oh, I told you I'm verified right? <laughs> that I've been asking people questions uh, tell me some topics that you want to hear about on the podcast and, uh, and ask some questions and we got a shit ton well I've got a shit ton of, of DMs so I want to try and get through a few of them a day we've got a guy um, from New Zealand listening in Mark underscore Mark Steele uh, and he's asking our thoughts on the Parker Fury fight. It's a um, good fight. It's going to be the first fight streamed live on YouTube as well. Oh, really? Yeah, you can, you can watch it on YouTube. It's not on any networks. It's all going on, on YouTube. That's awesome. YouTube's yeah. killing it. Yeah. Absolutely killing it's it. It's exciting. As a yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good fight. But honestly, I don't know enough about the two fighters right now. I know that Parker's got the most experience. Yeah, I've seen Parker fight a couple of times. Uh, it looks good, but I don't really have too much on him. And then Hugh, Huey's pretty unknown as well. He hasn't really fought anyone at, at a decent level yet, has he? No, uh, Huey Fury actually fought my friend, uh, Danny Hughes from Sunderland. And 
I, I'm not sure what what year that was, but he had a good fight with him. Yeah, you know. Uh, but you know, I think it's really good for boxing that that uh, I mean, even though just that Huey Fury's uh, brothers Tyson Fury, mm. it's getting a lot of attention, and I know. Huey Fury hasn't got the mouth that Tyson Fury's got. Maybe you should learn a thing or two off his brother. You know? Yeah, but he, he's, uh, Peter's kind of stepped into that role, hasn't he? Oh, we see in the press, <laughs> the press conference, conference. When, when he went mad. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Put uh, put that little, wherever he's, I don't know. Yeah, if you didn't see that Park press... Park his promoter, yeah. If you didn't Go see on that YouTube press and, and check it out. So Peter Fury blows up. It's class. Huey Fury's 20 and all with 10 knockouts. Uh, good record. Uh, he He's... Like I said, like Glenn said, he hasn't boxed a really high level of fighters. What I have seen of him, the bits I've seen, not a lot, but he's, he just looks, his style is pure Tyson Fury, just like a leaner, yeah. smaller version. Fine. Parker, who is uh, 23 and all, yeah. with 18 knockouts, so he's got that big high knockout percentage, 78% knockout percentage, and uh, he, he's fought... He's fought a little bit higher level. He has fought a, quite quite a bit higher level, so, you know what? I, if I if I had to put money on it, I would I would back uh, I would Parker. back Parkley, yeah, because yeah. he's got that experience. And then Parkley's looking for a fight. He's with, explosive too. Is with Anthony fast. Joshua as well. If he if he wins that fight, yeah, you know? um, All the best to Huey Fury, though. I hope he does it. Yeah, I hope he does it. Great for I love Peter as well. He's a, he's always like he always talks sense. He's a good honest uh, good honest trainer. So I hope they do it. Yeah, he in Bellu is looks like that's getting back on. David A and Tony Bellio. Is it signed? Uh, it's not signed. The I saw that Hay said that, he, that all the terms have been agreed. He was just waiting for Bellio to sign, right? Yeah. With a pizza sign next to Bellio's name. Because <laughs> Bellio's sponsored <laughs> by Domino's Pizza or something like that. Oh, is that why? Ah, yeah. All right. I went on his... I Instagram thought he was just having to do it in for being fat. <laughs> so Bellio's been on this podcast and we'll put the links to the show notes. Uh, go to boxinglifepodcast.com forward slash 70 because this is episode 70 and the show notes, I'll put the the link of the Tony Bellew episode on. This was when he just finished doing that Creed movie. Mm. Tony Bellew, a good friend of mine. I boxed around the world with him. Really, really nice fella. It's funny because when I know people personal, like I know Bellew, like he comes along arrogant on, on the telly or on interviews and all that, but he's such a nice lad. Like he, yeah. he'll do anything for you and he'll do anything for anyone. He'll help anyone out. He's, he's just a, such a nice down-to-earth down to lad. Uh, so, I mean... I think he's and David is a friend of mine as well. I've been in training camps with David quite a bit, but I'm I'm closer with Tony Bellew. So I, I hope Tony Bellew does it, and I really believe that he's just going to outbox him even better this time. Yeah, I, I, I'm right with you. I think after coming off another injury, I don't think David A was the same David A going into that fight, and then especially coming off an injury now, I just I just think he's I don't think he's completely shot, but he's not anywhere near where he was, and I think. Tony Bell using his prime. I think he'll. I think he, he stops him again. Yeah. Without the excuse of the injury this time. We got a, a message off uh, Conf e Dental C O N F one Dental underscore. What a name on Instagram. <laughs> Asking our thoughts on Andre Ward's retirement, yeah. Billy Joe's future breaking down Fury. Is uh, loads of questions, but Andre Ward retirement. I just, um, I just, it was out of nowhere, wasn't it? Didn't expect that at all. I heard he was in a, a dispute contract with Rock Nation. Right. I think they might have had something to do with it. But uh, I tweeted one of the best pound for pound and one of the best boxes out there. Underrated. 
Yeah, one of the be- greatest of all time, I think. Yeah. Just absolutely unbelievable. Hasn't lost a fight since he was 12. Olympic gold medalist. Cleaned up at super middleweight. Undefeated as a professional. Moved up to light heavyweight. Won a world title against someone no one wanted to fight at light heavyweight. Yeah. What else can you do? I mean, absolute beast. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> had a fantastic career. What I love about him, he seems like a really like solid guy outside the ring. He's, just, he's always classy in build-ups. He talks a lot of sense. He's smart. Stuff he does outside the ring is amazing. I just think he's he, he's a, a really good uh, a good advert for boxing. Yeah, he is, and you know he's retired. I seen him seeing that his body couldn't hold up to it anymore. All that music, all that music training. How old yeah. is he? Thirty three. Yeah, he's only like early thirties. I think. No, I, think so. I think he's thirty five. Oh, he is. Uh, yeah, but he's he's boxed forever. Are you gonna look it up? Yeah, I'll look it up. Look it up. He's boxed forever. He boxed since he was twelve at a high level and. When you're boxing at that higher level, you can't really afford to have time off. Yeah. So he's been non-stop. And, I mean, his hands are getting pounded. His knees are getting pounded. His elbows. He's short. I mean, boxing is a, a full-body workout, really. Yeah, he's 33. He's only 33? Yeah. Bloody hell. So yeah. he, went, he went to the Olympics when he was when he was young. Because I'm 32 when he was at the... So he must have been 19. He won Olympics. gold in all four, right? Was yeah. It Athens all four. Athens. But he must have been like 19, 20. Yeah. Uh, Shows you how talented he is. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's thirty three. He's been doing it nonstop since he was since he was like ten years old. So it was interesting after that announcement to see f- people who'd fought him's reaction. I saw uh, what Paul Smith had to say about him, and he had nothing but good things to say. And say he was a classy guy outside the ring, and all this. Wished him all the best. And I know they came pre- became pretty close after they fought. Yeah, you know, in pure respect. And and then I saw Carl Froch on Sky talking about him. Carl Froch never fought him. He did. Oh, he did. That's right. Yeah, yeah, in the yeah, Super, Super yeah. Six, right? Ward completely schooled him. Yeah. And Carl Froch had nothing, nothing really that good to say about him. Yeah. Just saying, you always always going about. Oh, he's got a boring style. He doesn't sell tickets. He's just slippery. He's awkward. When I fought him, it was an horrible night and all this and just no real like. Froch said that. Yeah. Just, just no. That's Froch, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. That's what he's just like. about himself. And then the same thing with Kovalev too. He just said, "Oh, he's retiring because he's scared of me." And it's just like sour <laughs> grape, just bitter as fuck. Yeah, and I'm like, I mean, "Come on, the guy's not lost since he was twelve. He's done everything he's he's needed to do. The, he, you know, he's f- fucking genius." Yeah, Billy Joe Saunders' future. Billy Joe Saunders now he's just fought. Uh, what's the guy's name? He fought William. William Monroe Junior. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a good fight, good fight, tough fight. Uh, just it exactly. It got hammered. What it, Everyone said it was dull, boring, really nothing fight. Yeah, <sighs> see, uh, and it's uh, actually commenting. We we were actually watching this, yeah. sitting on a swimming pool in Phoenix, Arizona, on a mobile <laughs> <Yeah>. phone <laughs> on an illegal stream. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, he's been at the ring for so long. He got in there, and Willie Monroe is a high level fighter he yeah. really is he, he's fought some good people some very good people mm-hmm. and give good fights uh, uh, so he kind of needed that to, to get going again in yeah. his career and yeah Billy good, G- good matchmaking great matchmaking Billy Joe Saunders is a very good friend of mine uh, one of my best friends on the England boxing team we, we boxed together in the Beijing Olympics before then and he's one of the most crazy bastards I've ever met in my <laughs> life he is he, he used to just draw cocks on everything <laughs> every time he'd seen a pen he'd pick it up and he'd draw a cock on it I love him he's so funny on Instagram I remember in the Olympics there was a big board where people 
would go around and sign the names on. Or every athlete in the Olympics was in the hall and camp in Macau in, in China. So you've got the swimming team, the gymnastics, everyone you can imagine is there. And they've got these big, massive signs on tables where, like, big GB signs. And you walk, and there's pens there, and you go on, and all Olympics are, Olympians are signing the names on them. I told you so before. Yeah. So signing the names on them, right? So we sign the names. And Billy Joe's going on there and just drawing cocks on them, right? <laughs> All for fucking days. Anyway, all of the <laughs> performance directors, uh, all the performance directors from every single sport got called into a big meeting with their fucking head guy at Team GB. And the head guy, like the top, top guy, said to all the performance directors, ours was Terry Edwards, someone has drawn cocks or pen- penises <laughs> on the signing board. It's yeah. not a joke. These are going to fucking people, like charities or whatever. These are, these are, these are, it's a big deal. Yeah. Someone's trying it. Now you need to speak to all your teams and find out who it is and tell them it's got to stop. Like anyone's going to admit it. I know. <laughs> Why right. did they even bother? Yeah. So anyway, so we get back to the room. So all of the performance directors from all of the Olympic sports uh, in Great Britain, Team GB, like the boxing, the gymnast, all had their own little meetings. So we had the meetings with Terry Edwards and Terry Edwards said, he fucking knew it was one of us. Yeah. So we've just been calling <laughs> a meeting there and someone's drawing penises on this board. I'm not saying it's any of you use, but if it is, you're getting sent home on the next flight home. And I'm like, fucking hell. And like, we're all just sitting there, like, all right, like, kind of you know, laughing on that. Like, fucking hell. So what out there? Like, Billy, you're mad. You're anyway, all right. We walk past the board, and Billy got the pen and just drew the biggest fucking <laughs> cock you've ever seen on this board. I'm like, whoa, mate, you've just been so you're going to get sent over. Yeah. Just off his head, mate. That's him, though. He just don't give a That's shit, him. does he? He doesn't I mean, give a shit. That, that, I couldn't believe it. So every single GB Olympian who was in 2008 Olympics had been in a meeting about cocks on fucking on this board. Because <laughs> of him. Because of Billy Joe. <laughs> so Billy Joe, I mean, he's the best. He's, he's, such, he's such a good lad. Yeah. I, I, he does crazy stuff like that, and you've, see, you've seen what he's like. But he's another one. Like a genuine lad, like a real person, like these 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 uh, travellers. Mm. I was going to say gypsies there, but I don't know if that's offensive or whatever. If it is, I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend you. But these travellers, the real people, the good, genuine people, good yeah. arts, like Tyson oh, Fury as well. Speak how it is. Yeah, you know, I mean, the fucking off the head, you wouldn't want to mess with them. Yeah, definitely. They always just speak like real. Yeah. Every time, like Billy Joe Saunders talks, Tyson Fury, Peter Fury. I'm like, yeah, I'm right with you. Everything yeah. they say is just common sense. They just yeah. speak, speak their minds. They Real don't good give a people. Jamie Wees won on uh, Instagram. Rio Ferdinand's future as a boxing boxer. What? Wait, before we move that onto that, what was the question about Billy Joe? Because we got sidetracked with Cox. <laughs> What's his future? That's oh, what it was. Yeah, we got his sp- future is probably in like art, then, isn't it? Yeah, like his drawing Cox. His future, so he, I, after that Willie Munro Jr. fight, he called out, he said, if I don't get the Triple G, he's gonna, he wants to fight Amir Khan, which was, I thought it was a bit random. Oh, aye, I've seen that. So yeah. that would be a great fight, a, a great fight, fight for British boxing. Yeah. Amir Khan's chance to win the world title back. Mm-hmm. Uh, a middleweight. A middleweight. <laughs> uh, I think that would be a good fight. Amir Khan, another one, good friend of mine. I've got some stories about Amir Khan as well, but I cannot tell them on here. I'll tell, tell them after. Because right. he's another crazy motherfucker. When we start doing live shows, that's when people yeah. can come out and we can tell them stories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, make these stories. like. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Amir Khan, another good lad. You know, uh, I shared, used to share rooms with him as well on, on the England squads. But yeah, so if he fights Billy Joe Saunders, 
that's that's going to be another real good fight, you know, a real I, good fight. I hope because I, I, I was uh, I heard something the other day saying that Triple G and Canelo won't fight now uh, until May, and then it's up in the air whether they're going to fight each other. Right. So I think Billy Joe's just kind of waiting now. Yeah, to see I what's don't going think on. they will fight each other. I think I'd like to see them both get out again and then fight someone. And then fight each other again. I don't think there's like that immediate, like, got to see a rematch right now. I think if they both go and fight again and come out with that looking right. good, then the rematch build, yeah. rebuilds again. But the thing with that is, Canelo, uh, Triple G's getting older. What is he, like 35 now? It's 36, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he wants to get that fight as soon as he can. Because I've seen in the beginning of that fight, he, he started looking a little bit old. You know? Right, but what Billy Joe said when he called him out, hashtag I am all the belts. So if Triple G wants to unify the division, oh, the only op- the only opponent who's left who's got a belt is Billy Joe. Right. So yeah. it makes sense for him to take it. Uh, Jimmy Weiss, one, his question. Uh, Rio Ferdinand's future as a boxing, <laughs> as a boxer. Have you heard about this? Yeah, it's just another, like, it's like the, remember the Andrew Flintoff scenario? Yeah, yeah. Just to make a documentary and make some programme. Yeah, I think more than anything else, just create a bit of publicity and maybe make a He's little bit of money. He's also joking. Uh, what the, he says, what's the difference between amateur uh, and pro judging in boxing? You know, I write a blog for the Boxing News. Did you read me last? But I don't know if you did about the judging. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. No. So I, I put it on Twitter and it's on everywhere else. And my big thing is, I would like to see it'll never happen because there's too many dinosaurs in boxing and there's too much politics. I would love to see it be like this the person who hits the other person the most with a clean effective shot in one round wins the round how about that yeah how about that right the bo- the lot of boxing is hit and not be hit yeah so <laughs> I mean that, how I think the, the, the counter argument would be well it's entertainment in the professional game too so because it's the hurt game your, your whole goal is to hurt your opponent and knock your opponent out right so if if you went by your way of thinking where it's more amateur-based scoring, it's like I could jab you in the head 10 times and you walk through it, smash me with the right hand, but I'm still winning the round because I scored 10 jabs. I, but I, I don't know. Like and, and, and the crowd are on their feet for my right hand that's wobbled you. And then yeah. the bell goes and you've won the round. Right. It's weird, isn't it? It, it, it is, would be weird if that happened. It, it would be, but at the same time, it's like... And and what you're, you've just said out there, and that would pro- probably... Stop people from watching boxing because it's not going to be as brutal. But as a as a boxer, from a pure skill standpoint, yeah. as a sporting contest, I'm I'm with you. I think that that's why amateur boxing is so good. Yeah, because it's just purely skill against skill. Yeah, it's like who can land the most punches? Rather than but a then, tough guy with a flat feet who just walks forward who can take a hundred punches to land three punches. Yeah, you know, I used to fight people like that. Improves or spoils. That's, that's what's so weird. It's like it's called amateur boxing, but there's more skill. We, uh, uh, I'm at, at, at a high level of amateur boxing, what I'm talking about, once you're getting into, you know, like tournaments and and Olympic level and stuff like that, it's just yeah, it's so know, skill, skill level is ridiculous. Even as amateurs, I used to fight people who who try and take two or three punches to land one because it's so fast ridiculous. and intense from bell to bell footwork. See, you know what I mean? It's just non-stop. There's I, I no look, time to rest or like, or, or really breathe, is there? Compared to like program where it's like you got a few rounds to settle in and get the time in and right. pace yourself a little bit and have like a strategy. Yeah. See, but the thing it's is, with amateur boxing, if you sprint, you, you've got to be f- so so fit mm. to be able to do that for yeah. twelve three minute rounds. Yeah. 
but if you think about it in, in pro game you mean yeah if you to, to try and do the amateur style yeah. for, for pro oh game, yeah, yeah 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 but if you think about it that's kind of all that Mayweather's done He's just hit and not get hit. Yeah, yeah. That's all that he's done. And, yeah. and look, look how successful he's been. Yeah. yeah, he's been in boring fights. Yeah. Look but how much shit he gets for not having entertaining fights. Right. And does. being boring and being safe and being defensive. If he wasn't that like, flashy. Same with Andre Ward. Exactly the same. Yeah. What's he done? He's 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 hit and not not got hit. Yeah. And he's not lost a fight. So the, and you've just said he's one of the, probably one of the powerful best fighters yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. By boxing. By using the amateur scoring system to win right. fights. And this is my point when I make this point to people. I'm like, I'll, I just go off like skill and like how talented is this guy? Like are you, you're gritty fighters who knock people out or uh, are in a war or whatever. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. But like I always prefer, like me personally, I prefer to watch someone who's just got ridiculous skill and just can just win a fight no matter what. Yeah. So, and if you can combine the two, then even better. Yeah, but I, I would, I would love to see scoring change. It's, it's got to change somehow. Yeah. Whether that's the way or not, that's not the way. I think it's got to change somehow. The the the, the, the problem with the going back to the judging thing is like it's 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 there's too much opinion in it. Right. So it's like what one guy might see as a hard shot, the other guy might see it as not. Not that hard of a shot. But the so thing is, like, not the thing is on the, in the Olympics, you've got the score. And another thing, you've got the score scoring at the bottom in the corner. Every time a punch gets land, the judges have got there's five judges around the ring. Three of them's got to press the button at the same time. Yeah. Do you know this? Yeah, it's like clicker scoring. Yeah, right? yeah. But three of them's got to press it at the, at the same time within a second. Right. For the punch to score. So, right. And then everyone on the TV screens flick sees it. Right. right, and yeah. another good thing see, about that, that's good because you can see the point score. Like when you watch the Olympics, exactly, it's going up. you can see it, and that, and that's another good thing. So that's what's exciting about it too, because like when the when the like last 10, 15 seconds around, you're like a point or two down. But what and about then it's this? Like, oh, come on, come on, you know? What yeah, I mean? exactly. So that's yeah. that's, that's going to make the fights more exciting. Yeah, like and then then when you get by your corner, you lost that round by three points. Yeah, or, or, you, know. or you lost that round. Now now you know mm. you're two rounds behind. Well, they've experimented need, with that in the pro to game too. Giving so, out giving out the scorecards and in rounds four and eight. Oh really? Yeah. I think the it was only in cert was it only certain promotions that were doing it or certain states or I, I can't remember who it was but or where it was. But I remember a year or two ago they were starting to experiment with it, telling the fighters in, in the or telling the corners. Well, that, 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 the that's going to make it more exciting because a fighter now knows they're not the the can't, they're not really leaving up the judges if they've got like it's round nine you're four rounds down yeah. you need to knock them out to win yeah. so that's going to make people push for the knockout yeah because usually it's on the trainer to use their judgement to give that information yeah. so the trainer's exactly. going to think it's down here I've got to fucking get it out yeah. of him but if you know but if you actually know like, like right. okay the judges have got it this and then even if you were thinking the opposite, like, oh, we're outboxing the shit out of him here or whatever, yeah. and then it's like, oh, shit, judges have got us two rounds down, then all of a sudden you know what to do. But the 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 negative thing for that would be if I'm a fighter and I'm seven rounds up after the first seven rounds, I might sound negative and want to fight. Mm. It's going to fucking dance around, aren't you? Yeah, and that's what I used to do all the time. That yeah, I was yeah. Piss people off. I, <laughs> I boxed the American team captain in Chicago for the Olympic qualifiers. He just beat the favourite... Uh, Ismail Salika, who was a Ukrainian fucking beast, yeah. turned poor the black Russian, and he he just beat him in the fight before beat, boxing me. I'll beat yeah. the I'll beat the uh, who was it? The Scandinavian champion, and then I was fighting him. And I was like, oh shit, he's a beast. 
the running team captain in Chicago. So I'm fighting him, and the f- it was mad, the full crowd shouting, USA, USA. So World Amateur Championships, yeah. in 08. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're 07, Olympic qualifier. So I'm fight, fighting him, and I'm fucking, I'm outboxing him, I give him a standing count and all that. And in the th- going into the last round, in the fourth round, the corner tells us you're six points up. So all I've got to do is survive. Just dance, yeah. I'm fucking running. Yeah, yeah. This, this fucker's standing there, raging, waving us in, come on, fight, right. fight, running after us. Yeah. And as he's getting angry, he's running after us, I'm popping him, pop, pop, yeah. moving, <laughs> scoring more points. Yeah, yeah. The, that was the fight before the qualifying fight. He, so, would, he wouldn't shake me hand after the fight, he was fucking raging. Because yeah. I boxed like that in the last round. Yeah, yeah. That's boxing. It's not fighting. It's yeah, boxing, it? smart. That's why I went to the limit. They <laughs> never, you know. Um, same thing with 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 the pro fight game as well. It's like to go back to Floyd again. It's like, yeah, he just outbox the out-boxing shit out of everybody. People get frustrated. Yeah, start trying to rush him, put him down, making mistakes. Who's laughing now? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we got more questions here. Uh, God, I can't even read these Instagram names. You need to start these Instagram names out. They're t- really tough. Tig Rod Ahiro. Tig Rod Ahiro. Someone's going to create a black Instagram with like a really fucked up name. So when you read it out like that, it just says, <laughs> like, I love like, like dicks. When, when Bart Simpson used to ring Homer Simpson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More used to shout out. Yeah. Uh, I'm a long time boxing coach and. Though I'm not in Elliot area, uh, I like you guys. I wanted to know if there's any type of problem of a future development of B&B, Box and Burn, that you might need solving and I could take care of. I'll take a swing on it. That's kind of not a, a question. It's a statement. He's, he wants a job. Yeah. But at the top it says you asked about DMing questions for a podcast, so here we go. So he's asking for a job. That's not the kind of answer, the question that we wanted. <laughs> so we've got another question of a very old friend of mine, if I can find it, called John Wood. John Wood, 83. And John Wood, John Wood underscore 83. John, I hope you're doing well, mate. From Sunderland, Sunderland boy. Uh, he said, I've got a topic, a topic for the podcast, a debate from a few lads at work we're having. Do you want to know, after the Mayweather-McGregor fight, is boxing becoming a little tarnished now Rio Ferdinand has announced becoming a pro? You know, no, uh, I don't think the Mayweather-McGregor fight has had anything to do with the Rio Ferdinand thing happening. I think but, they're two separate things. But it's, what he's talking about is people like seeing, oh, it's a joke, like <coughs> he's doing this, and then uh, now Rio Ferdinand's fighting. I can see why people are like, what the fuck? Yeah, but, what the but, fuck's happening to boxing? Like, anyone can have a do at it. I've never looked too, so much into Rio Ferdinand's thing, but uh, you know, one, I mean, one thing I do know, well, Rio Ferdinand's brother, Anton Ferdinand, you've heard of Anton? Yeah. He used to play for Sunderland. Sunderland, yeah. Massive boxing fan, come to a few of my fights. Yeah. I actually sparred with him in the gym. He, oh, come, he come in and I sparred with him, Lee Catamol, uh, a bunch of them. Yeah. And a proper huge boxing fan, and our Rio's a huge boxing fan as well. Yeah. So, and like we've spoke about before, when athletes are at the top of their game, like the hardest thing for me retiring was I'm not in the limelight anymore. Yeah. I, I, I've got no goals anymore, big goals in sport. We've spoke about this on the podcast. Yeah, we have. And now, is that the same with Rio? I've, I've, got, I've stopped right, retired from football. I'm not walking out in front of 80,000 people every week cheering me name. Mm. Now what? I'm a boxing fan. Let, let, let's 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 try, let's have let's a try do this. It. Yeah, I'm going to get so, loads of attention back on the 
on the front page of the newspapers. I, I think the thing that rubs people the wrong way is like how he, he, if he decides that just because he's at a certain level of like celebrity or he was an athlete, a high level athlete f- footballer, he can just say, okay, I'm going to try boxing, right? Yeah. And just because he decides to do that, all of a sudden there's a documentary behind it, Bet Ferrer behind it, Richie Woodall's training him. Yeah. So it's like he can just choose it and he's got an amazing setup from the start. Right. So I think that rubs people the wrong way because it's like, hold on a minute, if I want to, I can't even get a pro boxing license because they came down the gym and uh, to, to try and get it, you've got to show that you're a decent level, you've had some amateur fights, whatever. I've had to do that, and he, just because he's Rio Ferdinand, he can choose, and, just, and he's right in, right? Yeah. So I think that's why it rubs people the wrong way. That he, he's got. Has he even got a license yet? Oh uh, yeah, he's got his license. He's. he's I've just looked now. He's he's thirty thirty eight years old, and I seen James DeGill tweet out saying, uh, "Hey Rio, welcome to the hardest sport in the world." Yeah. You know, because yeah. it, it is hard. And, and one one thing I just hope is that he's like, he, he just remains healthy coming out of it. It's like I just I just think like. It, does he seriously really think like he's going to have a career in this? Because if he does think that, then that's you know it's just that's ludicrous. Yeah. But I think if he's thinking like, oh, I'm just gonna have it, give it a go and see how I feel and make this documentary and I'm going to come out and have like a white collar type fight and you know money's going to go to charity and it's going to be more of that kind of a feel. Yeah. Then I think people will be like, good on you, go for it, have a fight. It's just like a one time fight yeah. on TV. But if he he seems to be coming at it like I'm going into it for a career and I'm going to be a pro boxer. So you've heard of the it's fighter like, the Robin Deegan? Yeah, like he's, journeyman. Yeah, he's yeah. lost his last fifty-one fights. Yeah, and uh, he, he's done an interview with the can't ex- get his boxing ex- license, right? No, no, he's done an interview with the Express, saying that I'll put you to sleep, Rio Ferdinand, if we box. Shit, Britain's worst boxer lays down. I don't doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, you know what, right? Like we said, if Rio Ferdinand's bored and he wants to do something like this, he's yeah. a boxing fan, he wants to give it a go, yeah. I'm all for it. I'm yeah. all for it. Do what uh, makes me you too. happy. Me too. Do you know, do you know what? Tell you, tell you who's hurting. Tell you who's really hurting. No one. No one. Absolutely Only no one. Only him if he gets hurt in the ring. Yeah, him. But he knows the consequences. It's, yeah. not, it's not hurting no one. Yeah. Don't hear on the fight. I've, I mean, I've got... He's got three kids as well, remember that? I, but what I'm saying and he's is, not going into fucking... Drafts, is Look he? He's look. going into something that could potentially kill him. Look how good shape he's in. <laughs> yeah. He's in so good, really good shape. But what I'm seeing is like, I've got so much other shit going on in my life. I haven't got time and energy to put in the heat and Rio Ferdinand. No, yeah. For, for this shit. No, you know no. I mean? Like I said, I'm all, all for it. I just think, I just, it's, just, it's the way stuff's done. I the, hope he does. I hope he's people the wrong way. I'm happy he's doing it. Yeah. I hope he does well. Like Freddie Flintoff done it. And but do you really see him having a career in it? No, no. definitely. He's do you not see him a having, make a documentary, come out of it in a year's time, have a fight, maybe a four rounder or whatever with yeah. some journeyman, and then he he probably wins because he's a good athlete after he's trained for a year, and then I think that'll be the last we yeah. see of it. Same as the Flintoff thing. Yeah. You know? And John Wood, for you asking if it's tarnished in boxing, I think it's doing good for boxing. Yeah. It's but boxing's in the spotlight, like you yeah. said, it's going to be a documentary about it. Yeah. So boxing's in the spotlight again. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I don't think anything's ever bad for boxing like this because it's not It's not like he's 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 just all of a sudden like getting a world title shot or anything ridiculous like that. It's, it will be bad for boxing. Box. The only way it will be bad for boxing is if, if he gets hurt and he dies. 
that would be very bad for right. boxing. Yeah. If someone got seriously hurt and they yep. died, yep. that's the worst things that can happen for boxing. That's always the worst story for boxing when that happens. Right. Yeah, I hear there was when someone gets, you know, seriously injured. There was a 17-year-old that got killed, uh, I think it was last year, amateur boxer, after he came out the ring. It was, oh, it was so sad. I was so sad to hear that. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, we got another question here from, let me see where this one is. Um, Less Than Lewis. I like that name. That's a good name. Less Than Lewis. That's a good one. The topic that has always been fascinating to me is the mental side of things leading up to a fight. How fighters deal with nerves and what they feel like uh, on fight day making the ring walk. If that feeling can ever be summed up in words. I actually did a post about this. I've done a blog about this as well and I'll put this in the show notes. So go to boxingboxinglifepodcast.com forward slash... 70, and I'll get the link to the show in the show notes about uh, where where I I explain in detail about this, about the mental side of things. And it's a great question, it's it's pretty fascinating because it's like people say it's so it's all in your head, and boxing it's all in your head. And from the outside looking in, it's like, how can it all be in your head? It's obviously got to be in physical shape, but yeah, I mean, every every box is in great physical shape, every box has worked their ass off, they've dieted. Most of them diet right, and they've got the weight. But then it all comes down to the head. If everyone's the same, it's all in the mind. Yeah. You know? And uh, so, yeah, I mean, because you, you've got to go in, not you've got to go in knowing you're in the best physical shape you can be in. You're like the best prepared you've been in, right? To give you that confidence. Yeah. But at the same time, you've got to assume that you're the guy you're fighting done exactly the same thing. That's the thing. So it's like that's it's like okay, well, you can't rely on like oh, I'm in shape, I'm feeling good, and I've sparred well, and the training camp's gone really well, and then it's like well, so is this. Yeah. So it's level, should be you right. Got yeah. Think I level mean, playing and field. that's the, but that's a, that's a motivation for me when I'm training when I was training for fights was like I'm gonna run an extra mile a day. That fuck was not running seven yeah. miles. Do something that six. you know they're not doing. Yeah. Or, or you think that you're not doing, and then you know. So I mean, in the training camps where you've that's always in the back of your mind. See, it's it's so tough being a fighter because. The first thing you think of when you wake up in the morning is your opponent and training. Yeah. And the last thing before you go to sleep with that night is you're thinking about your opponent. You're thinking about the fucker all day, every day, as well as your diet because yeah. you're hungry. Uh, Pissed you, off all the time. Uh, I mean, most of the time. And and then you, you've got to stay hydrated. You're pissing all the time. And you're, you're hungry all the time. You, you've got to think about your weight. So, I mean, the, the mental side of thing in training camp is so hard. Then you do the eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is, thinking about this person you're going to fight. And then it's you come head to head to them on the way. Mm. It might be the first time you've ever seen them before. Or it might be the first time you've seen them in shape. And then it's like, all right, I'm as big as them. You think they're standing next to you. Who, who's the biggest? Because uh, you always think that oh, yeah. I'm a bit bigger than him. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought he's shredded. Look, he's abs. And, and you, that, that, that's another mental side of thing. Seeing their physical appearance is is a big thing as well. And then find out their weight. That's like an instinctive thing. You see someone who's shredded, you're like fuck. But in reality, it doesn't really prove anything. It, it doesn't. It proves that they've worked hard. Well, you or most, dieted of, most of the time it does. Yeah, yeah. but obviously you think they've worked hard as well. I mean. Uh, example of that is when I was 16 I boxed a person who was at the best eight pack I've ever seen in my life and you and beat I him with a body shot beat him with a left of the body <laughs> in the first round so that kind of from then it was like you kind of judge a book by its cover yeah look at Tony Bellio beat you know? David A yeah and look at the phys- physiques there and Billy then Joe Saunders beat Chris Eubank exactly the physiques uh, yeah well, there's more <laughs> we, we see it then 
then coming into the into the venue as well, it's like the morning of. Like, see what I used to think. I, I, if I woke up in the middle of the night for a piss before the fight, I was so hard to sleep because you just kind of stop thinking about the fight, sweaty palms and all that. Yeah. And then you, sweaty balls, sweaty balls and all that. <laughs> and then you, the the and you the day of the fight, it's like oh, such a long day. Getting to the venue, getting your hands wrapped. And when you're getting your hands wrapped, because you're just sitting there, you're sitting still, you kind of walk about it to occupy your mind. Uh, that's that's another tough thing uh, right there because you, 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 it's all on your coach. Now you've got this interaction with your coach. It's very important that the coach is seeing the right things. But he's got to see the right things uh, for you not to think that he's just seeing these things right. just to make you feel good. So that's, <laughs> yeah. what I, so that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. He's only seeing... This is the best shit because just to make us try and feel good. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't believe any of that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then you've got the. So you just need someone who's like. See, this is what I talk about when I talk about sports performance, about mentality of the person you're training is huge. And I'll, you can't just train everybody the same. Right. Yeah. Because you, someone like you, for example, it's like if I'm just fucking blowing smoke up your ass, it's like you're going to see through it. Yeah. Whereas somebody else who's like got a little bit less confidence and doesn't think that deep, yeah. I could be like looking class, looking class. I was just just all I'm all I'm doing is trying to build the confidence, and they'll they'll feed off that. Whereas you'll whereas someone like you, it's like I'm just gonna keep a bit more quiet and I was just get the job done. He had one of our personal trainers, great personal trainer, and. And, he, and every time I don't say, yes, that's good, good, that's yeah. really good. You can you yeah, can tell you're an athlete, you can tell you're an athlete. And then he asks after, he said, any feedback at all? And I went, you give us way too much compliments. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need that. I mean, Definitely. everyone likes a little compliment even there. But for for, for me, I, I'm i not the person that needs it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, if, I, if I do something really, really well, oh, that was decent. You know, not but not, not if it's just something, I'm, I'm expected to be, Really good anyway. Yeah. I expect myself to be really good anyway. So, anyway, same, so same here with, with with when I train with my trainer. It's like I don't need you to be going, yeah, go go go. Yeah, it's like I look. I want he's quiet. But like you said, just some get, people just, need I that. I just do it, and then he just, he just you know, well, nice job. Some people, some Perfect. people need that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what? And then you hear the guy from Sky. I'm going back to the, the in the change rooms. That guy from Sky Sports coming in now. All right, you've got 30 minutes before you're in. Yeah. And then it's like you're on next. Uh, if this fight, it's a twelve-round fight. If this fight gets stopped, you'll be in. You'll even be in 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 twenty minutes or fucking five minutes, right. or, or not not that much. It's probably thirty minutes or ten minutes, right? So it's like, that oh. must be difficult as well to know like how to time your your warm up. Yeah, it is. So you've just got because you want to be sweating. Yeah, you've just got to be ticking over, and then all right, you've got ten minutes, you've got five minutes, Tony, you're in in two minutes, and then it's like boom. Now the music's off in the dressing room. Yeah, and everyone's silent. Like that, and it's like <laughs> fuck, hot, and you <sighs> calm the breath down, thinking, come on, come on, come on, and then I'm walking to the ring, and the, they've got the Sky TV camera in my face just before I walk the ring. The music comes on. You know that song? Yeah. Me ring entrance music, and then it's like fuck. Then the crowds, wah! That footage is epic. Fuck. You posted that recently, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, 
and that'll be in the show notes as well. The video of one of my earring entrances, you should watch this. Uh, it sounds goof, goose pimples down me. Was spider. that your first fight in Sunderland? Yeah, my first fight in Sunderland for like seven years. Yeah. It was my second pro fight. And I sold like fucking 3,000 tickets within seven minutes. It was mad. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And the crowd's going wild. And I was like, oh, shit. And I'm thinking, and I'm smiling on my face. Yeah. And the way I describe what me, me, me smile is covering what me real face would be like. It's a poker face. Underneath that smile is, do you know when you're just about to go down a big drop on a roller coaster yeah, yeah. and you're like worried and it's like, oh, and you're yeah. all tight. Yeah. That's what's underneath that smile. You feel tight. Yeah, you yeah. feel tight and you're trying to lose. Then you walk into the ring and then you see your opponent in the ring staring at you, smiling at you, trying to, trying to psych you out. So you're looking super confident, bouncing, smiling at him, throwing the punches, yeah. walk in the ring, get in the ring, walk, walk around the ring, like look at him and all that. And then uh, <laughs> wave to the crowd. And then, and then again, Get get the heart rate down, and then you go to the centre of the ring. Yeah, the round your name and all that, and it's like wow, ding ding, boom, round one. And then nine times out of ten, I could tell within the first forty seconds to sixty seconds if it was going to be an easy fight or not. Yeah, that would land me job. So like, it's like as soon as that first bell goes, everything is just like yeah, down to yeah, everything's like now it's me and him in the ring, yeah, and yeah. now it's happening. Yeah, and it's like. And what I used to always think was, don't get hit, don't get hit, yeah. don't get hit. And that used to really help with me defense. Yeah. If I'm fighting someone who, like Kenny Egan in the Olympics, he had this great ball of the body that he used to stop people with. I was like, I'm never going to get hit with that shot. Yeah. Or I was fighting a guy in a pros who had a really good left hook to the head. Mm. I'm not getting hit with that shot. I never got hit with that shot once. Yeah. So it helped us, you know what I mean? I think, like, for you, when you were in the, in the pro fights, were you not just, did you not have that, like, massive sense of confidence that, like, this guy's nowhere near as talented as I am as a boxer. I've got way more talent than him. I've I've been to the Olympics. I just all I've got to do is just rely on my talent. Mm. Or did you think like fuck this? I'm just gonna like try and smash him and and just knock him out. Or did you just think I'm just gonna like just use my boxing skills? Right. No, I never thought like that. I I was I was so scared of losing. So so scared of losing. I I hate hate losing. I hate getting hit like like just because it looks bad and I think I'm too good for yeah. getting hit. Yeah, you're like, shit, it's yeah. frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. So I put so much pressure on myself, even boxing these journeymen out of me 10 pro fights, I must have boxed seven people who came who knew they were going to lose. Yeah. You know, or six. You know, it's like that feeling when you do get hit, you're like, you're pissed off at yourself. Like, fuck. Shit, I messed up. Yeah. Like, I, fa- I failed. <laughs> yeah. But then you think as well, oh, shit, how did he hit uh, I, I How did it happen? I, maybe he's better than I thought he was. Mm. What I thought he was. Uh, so I mean, I've went in. I've never went into detail like that on an interview or, or live or on anything about how you feel walking to the ring. But uh, I hope I hope that answers your question. <laughs> uh, who was that one? That was. Uh, I'm not sure. I said I said the name of it. Lewis Summit. Oh, I Lewis Summit. And so we got another one here from. Let me see from. Inner strength, inner strength underscore BNF. This is kind of a personal training one, I'm guessing. I want that person to DM you. Sorry to interrupt you, but I want that inner strength BNF person to DM you and explain what BNF stands for. BNF. Yeah, just because I'm interested. I want less. Than, <laughs> I want less than those to, to tell us how good my explanation was for the mindset. But yeah, BNF. What does that stand for? So his question is, how do you handle a client or a person who discredits your coaching because you haven't fought before? Now, I can't answer this question because 
And I think what, what, is, what the question is, is because we're in the fitness industry, now we teach people boxing all the time. and uh, We're teaching a lot of personal trainers. Yeah. Who, who don't have boxing backgrounds, how to use boxing for fitness. Yeah, but as yeah. well, we, we teach... We teach boxing. I mean, you've had one amateur fight. So mm. You teach boxing. Yeah. How do you find it if someone comes in? Let's see if they've had, if they've had ten amateur fights. Yeah. And they see how the fuck can you teach me out of, out of I've box? I've had more fights than you, so I know yeah. more than you. Because that 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 right there is the mindset of it, a lot of boxers. If someone, I mean, I've never had this happen to me personally. No one's ever said anything like that. But if someone did say that to me, I'd say, okay, well, you you teach me how to box then, and let's see how it goes. Right. Because there's a completely different skill set from being able to box and then being able to teach boxing. Just like anything else, it's like, we, we've spoke about this before, you could be a world champion boxer, but you 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 might not have a clue how to teach the basics we've to seen somebody. That. We've really seen that. It's like you've got, you've got to have people skills, you've got to have the ability to explain things and, and explain movements and explain why you do things. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean to say you can explain or teach it and and why you're doing what you're doing? Yeah. So that's that's the skill of coaching and and teaching and and the art of it. It's a completely separate skill set to the, the actual skill of performing the the sport. Yeah. And my motto is, you don't have to have been a boxer to be able to teach boxing. Yeah. And and, and if you just apply that to other sports, just think of some examples. Was Jose Mourinho a great footballer? Was Alex Ferguson a great footballer? Right. You know, two totally separate skill sets: being a manager and being able and and being a professional footballer. And one thing we always say in the academy courses is you've got to understand it. Right. So they obviously understand f- football and how it works. Yeah, I I I feel like I understand boxing pretty well, and I understand how it works and the mechanics of it, and and then I feel like I've got a good skill set to be able to teach it. So that doesn't make me a, like I I, I, won't, I wouldn't be a great fighter or whatever, but I, I understand how boxing works and I understand how to teach. Yeah, it. Do you know that's what's that's what's important if you're a trainer. Do you know what if I was a trainer and someone come in and try to discredit me for anything like like let's let's see it was my strength work. Right? How, how can you? How do you know? Well, I mean, I, I'm an Olympian, so people's not going to do that. But if, but if I was this guy here who's who's asking this question, Mr. B and F, I would not train them because they sound like a dick. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, good point. I'd be like, all right, go and find someone else. Yeah, go and find someone else. If yeah. you if you want to discredit me for anything, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like, not why gonna, you even here in the first yeah, place? Yeah, you know? I'm not going to work with you, so I wouldn't yeah. work with you. Yeah. We got a question off, uh, or just punch their head in. <laughs> just fucking put up and then they get what, the gloves what, on. What, what do you know about this? All right, put put some gloves on. Let's go. Unless you, he really is a decent boxer, and you're <laughs> beat up. But, but a, 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 another way that because um, we see this a lot as well, just to kind of drift off a little bit. But people who come and do our group classes, this tends to happen. We have like dudes coming in with attitudes and egos, and yeah. like you know they've got the gear and the boots and the gloves and all that shit, and take the shadow boxing proper serious doing the group classes and then usually the ones that have got like big strong chests and arms and think they're all big time because yeah. they've got a bit of muscle on them <laughs> I love that I, I, I love it because then it's like as soon as you get them on the mitts you know they're going to be absolutely fucked after like 30 seconds yeah <laughs> I love it so that's kind of how I deal with it a little bit and that's how you get a lot of people's respect that I've found right is you just humble them with the mitt work and, and really like expose the fitness level and their ability level yeah. as a trainer. And then they start to come around a little bit. 
Yeah. Got a question here off uh, Craig Oko. C R E G G O C O. Uh, and he's asking about uh, what what's the best advice I would give a boxer, a novice boxer, for sparring, training, anything you can think of. Uh, I think I know what you're going to say. When starting a box. What? Don't. <laughs> Don't start boxing. No, I, I wouldn't advise. I would advise boxing. I wouldn't start. I wouldn't advise fighting. But uh, I mean, the, the best advice I could give to a novice boxer is box. Because the thing is now with, with amateur boxers, they don't want to want to fight. But you need to fight, win, lose. You need to fight. And when you're at a le- novice level, let's see if you've had two fights. What the only thing you need to really do, you need yeah, you need to train hard, but you need to fight. You need to get the experience. You need to get up to 10, 12, 15, 20 fights yeah. as often as you can. Like I see, yeah. win, lose, because you, you keep fighting like every weekend. Yeah, you need to fight as much as you can because you only learn so much in the gym. You learn everything in the ring, you yeah. know, and then you you really learn about yourself in the ring as well. You you learn about your fitness. If you lived in a, a decent sized town as well, a decent sized city or close by. If you think about it, and you trained your ass off, and you started fighting, you could probably get like past thirty, or you could get up to like thirty, forty fights in in in, in a year if you really dedicated no, yourself you to get it. Thirty fights in a year. I think the maximum was like fifteen fights in a year. You, you were allowed to have it's like oh really? There's a limit capped, in, in England. I think it was capped off fifteen fights in a year, but you can get them fifteen fights in in one season, which is or if you go to tournaments and stuff where they're fighting, where they're like over two or three days, do you not get in? I'm, like I'm, I can't remember what the rules are. I mean, it was that long ago since I was amateur. I see it that long ago. I was uh, 2008. I was in the Olympics. So before then, I don't know. But you can't have like 30 fights. But you, you can have a, you can have a lot of fights. But that's what they need to do. They need to spar and have fights as yeah. much as you can. Yeah, yeah. You know, you need, you need to get that experience of getting punched in the face and all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, mate. Th- thank you for that question as well. Let me see what else we've got. Oh, we got one off NYCK. NYCK, what's that? Is that a New York City K. NYCK underscore CG. So we got uh, this it's message of Nick Castillo Garcia. I've just clicked on his profile. Boxing fella. Look at that. He's got is he verified? No, mate, he's not verified. You are, though, aren't you? Yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Who you got? Lomachenko versus Rigondo. Do you know what, right? I'm not that excited about this fight for some reason. It's cost. It's cost. I am. I think it's. I am. I am excited about it, but I just think styles. The styles aren't gonna make a great fight for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I think because they're both so defensively amazing, very little's gonna land, and it's gonna be really tactical. See, I thought you would have liked that because I, I know I know you're a boxing uh, boxing nerd. You love that shit, so I thought you would have really. Like like that te- the technical. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in it. I'm really, I am excited about it. Obviously, I just think you said you weren't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's been a long podcast. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm getting tired. Uh, no, I mean, two amazing fighters. I just don't know if the styles are going to match up to for it to be a, as an amazing fight as people will expect. Right. I'm, I'm excited for it. I think I think it's going to be a, a real good fight. Uh, and them two are both beasts. Both Olympic champions, both hard, hard bastards. Two, two very solid, tough men who can't lose. Who here to lose? Skill through the roof, ridiculous. Yeah, like, like this. I is think like Lomachenko's on another level to anybody else. He's on his own level as far as like skill wise. Rigondo, 
I mean, two, but Lomachenko. But I, 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 the reason I favour Lomachenko is because he's more aggressive, and we've seen Rigandau dropped a couple of times as well. Right. And he's older, so I think uh, I think Lomachenko in that fight. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a. I think it's a great fight. I think it really is. I'm excited. When is that? Do you know when it is? I think it's December. I'm not sure. December. The yeah, and I, I love to see fights like this getting matched. Yeah. You know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So the bigger fights are getting made. It's better. Yeah, that's really good. Excited for it, mate. So boxing's doing well. Rice. Oh, I can't read this one. Uh, Oh, Reese Parks. Reese underscore Parks 23 is asking, uh, if you could have a comeback fight, would you consider more, who would you consider more dangerous? Rio Ferdinand or Minnie Mouse who will give you that dodgy move? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you never listen to that, I'll put a link in the show notes, uh, boxinglifepodcast.com forward slash 70 about the Minnie Mouse story where uh, I, I told the story on episode 69 and also I told it on Brendan Sharp's podcast when we yeah. were on the fighter and the kid uh, on the, the big, big brown break yeah. and I seen that they cut that clip and put it in the YouTube channel see that oh they did as an actual clip yeah oh nice so got like thousands of, thousands of views off that who would I rather fight you know I w- know what it, what it is now I, I kind of never imagine ever getting punched in the face again I was telling you I was, I've got this client and I was spawn with her this well, I was shoulder body spawn with her this morning. She's like fifty five year old. And she tries to be funny and, and gives a little dig in the head now and then. And I hate it. I've I've not said anything to her yet because I, I hardly get hit. But like even a light little touch, I feel a little bit dizzy and I, I don't know I don't know what it is. It's You it's need a, a drink. I've <laughs> <laughs> never had a drink for yeah, you know, for, a long, long for time. months. Like yeah. who do you know? Who stuck to a New Year's resolution for this long? Ever? Ever? No one, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know anyone. I've stuck this New Year's Some resolution. Commitment. Yeah, it's it's like September, what is it now? September 23rd. So, yeah. Uh, so, you're going for Minnie Mouse then? I'm going for Minnie Mouse all day, all day. Because that's um, what you do now, isn't it? Just, just beat up women in the gym, middle-aged women. Beat up women. women and charge them an absolute fortune, mate. Absolute fortune. Guys, let me just ask you all a quick question. And if you listen to this now, this is a one-hour podcast. If you like these episodes uh, with with talking boxing, I'm sure you do. If you're still listening right now, I like talking about them. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, give us some feedback. You know, you can messages on direct message me or Glenn and and Glenn on Instagram. Find Glenn at Glenn Holmes LA. Isn't the one that's not verified, and then you can find me at Tony underscore Jeffries. You'll find me straight away because there's that big, massive blue fucking tick right next to me. Name so, but as well, give me a couple of weeks, I'll be verified. <laughs> I'm but, working on it, but then you can you can direct messages and, and give us the feedback on the podcast, uh, then really help. And another thing that helps the show immensely is if you can leave us a review. Uh, we've got no sponsors on the podcast, we're not one of these podcasts that talk about sponsors all the time, uh, so we, we do this. For not getting paid, we do it because we love it. But this will really help the show if you can leave us a, a review. So how you do that is you go on iTunes. If you've already subscribed to the podcast, you go to the search bar, you search Box Life Podcast, then click on the the podcast, then you go to the review, and then leave us a review. And I read all the reviews, so I really appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, and as well, you can follow the Box Life Podcast on on Instagram at Box Life, right? Yep. Uh, leave us a review leave us a review that will really help help the show like I said it will really help the show and as well now we've got the website boxinglifepodcast.com this will be forward slash or backslash whatever it is 
so uh, thank you for listening to this podcast any uh, feedback or uh, questions or topics that you would like us to do a podcast on for number 71 give us a shout for that as well yeah let us know we can do them and uh, yeah thanks for listening I'm going to go and ice the shit out of my arm and my hand and my hip and my ribs and uh, see your softest oh, oh we've just oh. been spawned that's why right? yeah oh so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I forgot about that. The if that's what you want to call it. I, I mean, I forgot about that the second after we stopped because uh, that's going to affect you, for, Glenn, for the next five days. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we've done a little bit of body spawn, shoulder and body spawn. That's the only type of exercise I like. Now, do you know what? That is the best, the best, I think, exercise that's that you can do. That's my favourite way of getting that high-intensity working. Yeah. Definitely. So you you how you do it? You punch each other in the shoulder and the body. If you put, land a punch in the shoulder, it's like a scoring punch to the head. Uh, so you've got to try and defend them. And obviously the body shots, you can feel them as well. Moving around, uh, not getting put. So what I tell my clients is this is the the closest you will ever come to fighting without getting punched in the face. Yeah. Real sparring. Yeah. You know, and it's exhausting. Yeah. It really is. I done eight rounds a day, and I've never done it f- forever. Uh, and then we we done the last four rounds or three three or four rounds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, especially when you've got someone like Glenn, who's a cheeky little bastard with skinny legs with tattoos all over him, who thinks he's odd. Tricky southpaw, you just fucking just pipe him right down with that fucking <laughs> right polo shot with the solar plexus. You know, it's great. The uh, you, you the thing why it's so hard as well is you're concentrating your ass off. Yeah. To not get it, it's like it is the closest thing to real sparring. Without, I mean, well, I took a beating today. But I know what you mean. The thing is, with you, and I've done, we've done this lots in the in the past. Is you, your first round's always shit, but the second round you get like some a boost of confidence from yeah. somewhere, and then you're always. I good feel like the first round. round, I've just got to like figure out what's going on. Like, all right, what am I want to do like find. I don't know. I, just, I don't like, know. I just do figure it out for a round, and then it's like I can start going. Do you know to when work. I said earlier on, like if if it was a fight, it takes us thirty seconds to figure something out. With you, it takes us like fucking ten. Ten seconds. Just fucking smash it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and on but, that note, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we will see you soon. Please get in touch with us with any questions, comments you've got.